Hello, friends. It is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you on the second night of a back-to-back. And much like the Dallas Mavericks, we decided to play a better game and absolutely run the Warriors off the floor in what was probably one of the two or three most shocking games of the Dallas Mavericks season. They came out and absolutely dominated the Golden State Warriors. They finished 133-103. to the game was close for about four minutes, and then the Mavericks blew the 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 top off. Um, how are you doing, Josh? I'm doing pretty good. I think it's safe to say the Mavericks did not uh, play down to their competition tonight. Yeah, and and I you know I, I like to imagine me screaming into the mic last night to have some professional pride um, had something to do with it, but you know yes. maybe. <laughs> Uh, maybe Carlisle got into him a little bit. It, it was such an odd, you know, it seems like it's like so many things feel so dependent on whether or not the Mavericks hit a shot or two early that the opening possession was really telling to me because they ran a play, which used the, almost the entire shot clock. And then Luca got, gets all the way to the rim. And, but because Golden State, at least in the beginning was playing pretty good defense found um, Maxi Kleba out on the corner who just buried a three. And and from there, the offense was really just sort of off to the races. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of funny when you look at the final box score. Uh, and I know I've been doing a thing where it's like, what what did the Maverick, what did the non Lucas Maverick starters do today? Because if you look at the box scores after a lot of Mavericks games, the it's pretty look weird. at the starting lineup, it's just hilarious. Uh, and usually that's in losses. In uh, a win, it's still pretty funny looking if you look at the starting lineup, but. Uh, but it worked because they just absolutely kicked the crap out of the Warriors. Um, the biggest difference is, like you said, yeah, they hit a shot. They they were hitting some shots early, um, which this is definitely the type of team that seemingly can only play sustained quality defense when they feel like their offense is is working. You know, when they miss shots, they kind of hang their head a little bit. You can tell that there's a a dip on the defensive side in terms of energy, activity, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, And, you know, we've been talking about this Mavericks defense for the last two or three weeks, how they've been just getting absolutely destroyed off basic, simple dribble penetration. And there was basically none of that in the first half tonight. Uh, Obviously, the Warriors basically only play like one guy who is threatening with the ball in his hands (laughs) with Steph Curry. Uh, but even then, like, you know, the Mavericks were getting beat off the dribble by like the Detroit Pistons, not that long ago, even though they won. So, uh, I'll, I'll take anything. And what was really like, in addition to the fact that they were just straight up playing better man defense than they've played in, in, in a while, uh, was actually kind of mixed things up a little bit with, you know, Trey Burke starting, which was kind of odd. We thought, um, you know, what is it going to take for Jalen Brunson to start a game? Uh, has kind of been my thought, but obviously, you know, the Mavericks had a game plan and they didn't just do, it was so great. They didn't just do the same stuff with their defense, which is their conservative laid back, you know, we're going to play the odds. We're going to, you know, play the odds and and try to, and and assume we win because of that. They played basic, you know, they played Steph very aggressive and it was almost like a box and one. Uh, I don't know if it was like totally that, but I mean, Trey Burke was basically, attached to Steph's hip the entire game uh at least well at least in the first half for sure and I I I love that it set the tone I think really well and it was great to see the Mavericks adjust a little bit and quite frankly uh take a you know they I I I hate to curse here but I mean it just just give a shit about a regular season game which we just haven't seen them do 
you know, outside of those two uh, Lakers wins in a while. It, the defense thing was fun because in order for a boxing one to work, the other four guys have to move. And yes. <laughs> that has been a problem for all mm-hmm. of the Mavericks all season long. And I really, I was really proud of the Mavericks coaching staff for not just putting Dorian Finney-Smith on him. Yes. Um, that's, it's just their crutch and, and he's not good enough at it. And Curry is just, Curry's the best relocation shooter in NBA history. And it's not close. The man is able to move without the basketball. Unlike anyone I can really remember. And he does so with while playing with these guys, and it it, it cannot be stri- stressed how bad that Warriors team is right now. Like they're oh my God. bad. Oh my Kelly Oubre is going to be somebody that that Mavs fans thirst after for no good reason this summer. Stay far away. Nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. Uh, he's twenty five and a wing. That's not. That doesn't mean he should. He should be given a contract. Um. I was just really impressed with with the way the the Mavericks played because the the Warriors kind of feed off of Curry's energy and that third quarter Curry came out firing and the Mavericks fired and really Luca you know fired right back and it, yes. it, the game never was in doubt there was never a period where um where I was like oh no this doesn't feel good never not once not even in the fourth when the rookies looked inept. It was great. Yeah. Great. It's nice to have that. And that's kind of rare. Like usually in these types of games where a team gets up big so quickly, so fast, like the NBA, just the way, you know, just the sport of basketball, the way it is, is it naturally the other team is going to make a run and get back in it. Like how many times have you watched an NBA game where a team gets up really big in the first quarter and then by the third quarter, you know, it's a competitive game. Like, cause weird things can happen in a basketball game in like a five, minute span like a lot of variants can happen uh and this it never happened like they just it never got close it never got competitive uh i don't think it once it got past the 20 20 point lead it never dipped below 20 i don't think uh it was it was absolutely crazy uh how well the mavericks were able to sustain um and yeah we should really need to talk about that luca third quarter because that might be you know the the laugh nature the laughing nature of this win in terms of like the the final score and the you know the the fact that it wasn't like a clutch game so it's not going to necessarily be talked about a bunch but that Luca third quarter tonight man that that is up there with some of the best quarters he's played since he's been in the NBA uh, that was that, some bad man stuff yes it he was did everything yes. there were threes there were drives. There were free throws when he hits, he hit his free throws tonight. It was, it was really just watching a guy who <sighs> master like, like when he, when he is in that zone and mastering offensive basketball, there's, you know, maybe LeBron KD there. Yeah, not maybe of course, LeBron and KD and like Kyrie Irving when he's really in his bag, like there's, he's up there in the top five of just offensive you know, variety scores. And, and it's so fun to watch. And it, he, he, I don't, I, I still argue with people and I probably will for years, depending on how long it takes Luca to settle into what he wants to do. But I still really get the feeling that that's not what he wants to do. Like, he, it, it seems like he does it if he has, has to, but you know, we're, we're discussing with friend of the, the show, Rye, a little bit about Lucas turnovers. And I still think he wants to, to get his teammates involved. I just don't know if anyone it's it takes guys such a long time to figure out how to play with Luca 
that they don't know when to cut. They still don't know when to move. And, and, you know, if Lucas passes are a little bit off, things get a little wonky. Like he was a little sloppy with the ball tonight, but it's so impressive watching that mid range stuff yes. because it's so hard and he just is, is always under control. I mean, the superlatives we've just, we've done it. Like that's, it's amazing. Yeah. And especially from last season where he was basically James Harden esque in his uh, shot diet. I mean, he was basically all, all rim threes and free throws, even with his poor three point percentage. I mean, that he did not take that many mid range shots last year. Uh, and obviously that's different. And I, you know, I know that, Obviously, the smart analytic, you know, the smart people that use analytics aren't going to tell you that it's necess- it's it's not bad to take, you know, when he's taking more mid range shots, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you would maybe want there to be it's a little who's bit- taking them. It, right. That's what's more important. It's not that like the, right. it's just you know you don't want like like Willie Cauley Stein shooting them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just it makes like that third quarter makes me really excited to you know regardless of how the Mavericks fare in the playoffs or the play in tournament if that's what happens like even if it's a if it's an early playoff exit for this team i'm still really excited about seeing that third quarter and what he did being you know in a national spotlight playoff game because that's kind of the thing right that was the next step for him in terms of uh his development as an offensive player you know aside from you know increasing his shooting from from the three-point range but just having more counters uh because, you know, when you get into the playoffs, you know, teams are not just going to let you get to the rim as easy as you might in the regular season. And they're going to try to take away your threes, you know, like mid the mid, like being a three level scorer is so important. And we see it every single playoff run. Uh, this gets proved over and over again. You know, the teams that have superstars that are comfortable from every spot on the floor doesn't necessarily mean they're that's where they're scoring the most, you know, in the mid range, but just the ability to be confident and, and get a comfortable shot that you can that you can make uh is so vital in these playoff uh situations that i'm so excited to see luca take what he's been doing this season which is really mastering the mid-range and and developing a bunch of counters to what defenses were probably trying to do to him after watching him in his second year and i'm just like he's such a smart player in terms of how he adapts game to game moment to moment that i'm like I'm just really excited about that. I can't wait to see him kind of unleash what he's been doing all this regular season in the playoffs. Like it should, no matter what happens, that'll at least be worth the price of admission alone. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there was so and and you know we could probably just kind of continue to talk about all sorts <laughs> yeah. of little tidbit things, but I I'm tired. You're tired, but I, yeah. I do think there's some box score numbers that are really hilarious. So mm-hmm. I wrote a whole section about Willie Cauley Stein kind of finding a role and really looking good the past several games, because he has. His box score tonight is a riot. He played 23 minutes, he had five rebounds, six points, and was a plus 41. Single game plus minus doesn't mean anything, but that's a, that's ridiculous. Plus 41 in, in 23 minutes is absolutely insane. Then on the flip side is, is, is you know, Rick Carlisle's kind of favorite center of the hour, uh, Dwight Powell, because he had to go back in during garbage time. He finished just a minus Poor two. guy. I know it's not his fault. <laughs> and, I sw- just... and I swear to God, Luca was trying to kill him tonight with some of the lobs he was throwing. Oh, yeah. Throwing like, really, it was... it's like testing the limits of his Achilles. It's like, yes. hey, let's just throw it up there. Yes. Um, the other thing that I love is that Trey Burke started 0 of 10 from the floor. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. He finished two at 13, including a couple, but he missed every layup he took but one. 
uh, just some really funny, like the Mavericks could have won by 60 points. They yeah. really did, you know, their, their three point shooting was off the chain for the first time in a while, 18 out of 35. And they finished, you know, 52% from the floor uh, overall. But that, you know, they missed some, some, as a team, a lot of guys like just missed shots. Like Burke, like I said, Burke started 0 of 10. If he hits half of those, that, that game, you know, that, that's 10 more points to the, to the board. Yeah. Hardaway uh, was three of eight. Yeah, but Hardaway looked like Hardaway. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Tonight, there, sure. there was more. You know, he was he got the line for uh, six free throws, which is pretty pretty incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. Led the team somehow in free throws, which is something. Um, Kirk, what would I? You know, Dorian t- Finney Smith really kind of got the run going with a coast to coast pull up three pointer, which had me like laughing. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's just playing with. It's it's like a two K thing where it's like the guy's numbers are 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 like keep ticking up because you keep playing well with him. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's a delight to see. I, I, he's, I, in terms of three point shooting right now, he might be the most confident non Luca player that I, that I have uh, right now. I don't know. Yeah, Nuts. I think so. Uh, Kirk, what, what, what if I told you before this game that Trey Burke would have, uh, double the amount of steals, uh, over his field goals made. He had <laughs> four steals and he made two shots from the floor. <laughs> Uh, which is I hope he wins the belt. I've not been following uh, post game stuff. Yeah, I think sure he gets. He, I th- he should get it just for that first quarter where they kind of made Steph look mortal a little bit. And then, of course, you look at Steph's final line, and it's like, oh, nine of eighteen, five of nine from three, 27, 27 points. And you're like, oh, okay, like he's still he's still really good. But it was oh, obviously Razio. I got a Razio. Rick Carlisle mm-hmm. just quote. It was a terrific defensive game plan by Jamal Mosley. You always uh, you always murk me whenever I. Whenever I know I, I do. <laughs> I know. No, I was right. It was a good game plan. It is. Yeah. It is. I'm glad Carl was talking about that. Um, what about it? You got anything else, or should we just reconvene for uh, for Thursday? No, probably reconvene. I mean, reconvene for Thursday. It's just, it's one of those games where I mean, I've said this on Twitter. Like, I, I don't know what else there is to learn about this specific sure. Mavs team in the regular season. And to be honest, like did the did the game these two games, the Kings game and the Warriors game, which were basically on the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of, you know, positive and negative basketball. Like even that, like did we learn did we learn anything new in those two games? Like the Mavericks have some issues uh showing up against team, you know, bad teams and bad matchups. Uh, and then the Mavericks, obviously, how this is like. I, I want to count it up. I wonder because they've been on national TV a lot. I wonder what their record is on national TV because it's got to be pretty good. Because I swear, if they're on ESPN or TNT or they're playing one of these good teams, it, it just looks like a, it looks like a totally different team. I have a take. Somebody probably knows this. I think they play better on TNT than they do on ESPN. <laughs> they might that was the thing for a while the tnt bulls i remember yeah. in the mid-2000s oh, yeah. well, and then there's like the mavs are now 21 and 0 after after leading in the first the mavs pr put out a crazy stat that the mavs are 31 and 2 if they ever hold a 10 plus point lead god damn that's crazy it is so I'm, I'm gonna write the stats post at some point tonight and that that may be a thought oh my goodness it, anyhow yeah. It's it's a very weird team, and the more I watch it, the more that my opinion of I could see them losing in the first round in five games, or I could see them being in the the Western Conference Finals. Like I feel more reassured in that opinion after every game I watch yeah. from this team. Uh, so who knows? We got to try to enjoy it That's as right. much as we can. 
Well, this has been fun, Josh. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thing I would love for you to do is continue to go leave us uh, reviews. I'm not going to tell you to leave us five stars, though I will ask it. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on any of the other apps, rate us in any way that you can. Um, share with your friends. Provide us feedback. I really, you know, we've had some people send us over emails about things they like and don't like. Can't promise that I'll listen, but I do promise that I'll read it. Uh, because you know we've we've really done well um, with two more days in the month we were very close to uh, blowing past our our, our previous record uh, month set in March um, so I'm really excited uh, had fun doing this and you know guys we will be back here on Thursday night uh, for Josh and I I'm gonna do a uh, locker room after this which I'm gonna post at some point tomorrow afternoon to give you guys some content uh you know on the on the off day on you know heading into thursday so this for kirk henderson and josh bow this has been mavs moneyball after dark and we will talk to you in a couple of days